This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. All right, let's talk about favorite sleepers at the wide receiver position outside of the top 50 wide receivers. So we are going, we're going pretty deep now. Okay, so like I said, we went through 10 rounds uh, going round by round. Elijah Moore is the wide receiver 50. Rashad Bateman's the wide receiver 51. Uh, give me three other guys, Matt Harmon, outside of the top 50 wide receivers. We're now going double digits, most likely, in your fantasy draft rounds 10, 11, 12, and on. Um, three wide receivers that that you really, really like. It's got to start with Nico Collins, who I can't believe is still the receiver 52 coming off the board, right behind the two guys we just talked about, Elijah Moore and uh, Rashad Bateman. Yeah, Nico Collins... I think would have broken out last year when Brandon Cooks was quiet quitting on the team. Um, mm-hmm. But you know his quarterbacks <laughs> were. This guy literally played two games with Kyle Allen. I mean, I, I watched know. those games because you know this I is know. what I have to do with for reception perception. The, the, what a disaster! But he was still getting Crazy. a ton of looks, and 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 I think has been a guy that we've seen in reception perception show pretty well against press man coverage as a true X receiver. Um, you know, could he be like, I've called him poor man T Higgins, maybe a little bit of Michael Gallup to his game. These are guys, yeah. I mean, Michael Gallup, if he turns out to be Michael Gallup, he's going to be a huge value at wide receiver 52. And I mean, preseason usage is only confirmed what we thought. 90, according to Dwayne McFarlane from fantasy life, 91% route participation, 30% target share, 34% air yard share. Um, I, he was that's a guy huge. that again, that's huge, huge for a receiver going this late in the draft. It's got to start with Nico Collins. Like if you get on the, if you're on the board and you're on the clock and Nico Collins is on the board in the 10th round, I don't give a shit what you've done before. I want you yeah. to take this guy, just Smash take him because smash that pick and where I've got him ranked like you're definitely gonna if you're using my rankings you're definitely taking Nico Collins like because this is a guy that like I said in reception perception is shown to be a true X receiver that can win in contested situations but can get open can literally can separate against press man coverage and work over the middle of the field in this offense with CJ Stroud who's you know he's a rookie quarterback but he's already shown to be a competent vertical passer I think him and Nico are gonna have like he's He's a great breakout candidate this year, Nico Collins. So definitely for me, the best sleeper outside the top fifty wideouts. He should be he should be going at least in the forties. I agree with that a hundred percent. And he follows that uh, more traditional trajectory of a third year wide receiver breakout candidate, right? So he's going into his third year. He's just, he's going to be 24 years old. So still a young dude. Um, By the way, the reason he's kind of sort of being forgotten is because the Texans were so bad last year. Um, and Nico Collins got caught up in that wash, right? Um, he played, um, what is it? He only played 10 games last year, saw 66 targets, 37 receptions, 481 yards and caught two touchdowns. Now you're saying, well, okay, that doesn't show a lot, but again, I think that's kind of sort of the power of reception perception and what Matt Harmon does is that, Hey, listen, I know the counting stats didn't look great. 
but if you're if we are going by the company's motto of telling you who's good before they're good, this is this is the prime guy for that, man. This is absolutely yeah. the prime guy for that. This guy had 481 yards last year. Um, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if he cracks a thousand uh, in 2023. I mean, let's be real, right? Uh, CJ Stroud, I think, is he's first of all. Um, Derek Klassen said CJ Stroud in his mind was the best quarterback prospect for 2022. Um, and he didn't yeah. think it was that close. He was like, he, this guy's ready to play in the NFL. Um, and, and I think CJ Stroud gives the passing game a huge boost. Um, not that Davis Mills was the worst quarterback in the entire universe last year. I'm not saying that. Um, but certainly profiles more as like a very high quality backup. Um, and CJ Stroud, I think can give them, um, some real juice and you know where he really, I think gives them juice, Matt. Uh, and this works perfectly with what Nico Collins does. I think over the top CJ Stroud totally. looks, looks great. Right. And, and you're talking about the air yard share, man. And, uh, the target share, the air yard share is really where, where it's at with Nico, right? If he's in 30% air yards, like bro, <laughs> this guy, is, this guy doesn't need to see that many targets. Um, to be a highly productive player. Yeah, I mean he's he's just a smash at this point at ADP. I I've, I've been drafting Nico a lot the last two years. I think this is the year it's going to work. All right. Uh, how about Marvin Mims there in Denver? Um, you know, uh, Cortland Sutton uh, is the only other established starter at the wide receiver position that's not banged up. Jerry Judy, big time hamstring injury. There was questions as to whether or not he'd start the year on the pop. Um, I guess he won't, but I mean, just because that conversation was happening, you, you got to think he's going to be pretty banged up, uh, to start the season. Marvin Mims. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, go back and listen to the past episodes. Uh, yeah. Matt and I, man, we, we were crazy high on Marvin Mims before the injury happened. Now that the injury has happened, Marvin Mims needs to go way up draft boards. Yeah. He needs to be like a fringe top 50 receiver at, at worst right now. And, and he's still going like, when we were putting this segment together, I was like, oh, we have to talk about Marvin Mims. Like, I almost forgot because he's going so he's still going so late. Um, Marvin Mims, like you said, with Jerry Judy banged up. By the way, Jerry Judy, like, number one, never victory lap an injury because that's how you look like a jackass. But yeah. maybe because Jerry Judy always gets banged up, that's why his reception perception sample doesn't look so good because he's playing through right. injuries, right? Uh, he's a guy that's been consistently injured throughout the course of his season. So this is not surprising. I mean, shoot the Denver Broncos receivers have been so snake bit in the last couple of years. Um, oh my God. like they just, I don't know what it is, man, but they like Sutton gets hurt a couple of years ago. Tears ACL. Tim Patrick's been out for the season yeah. two years in a row. KJ Hamler right. is not going to play. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. Just the amount of, and Jerry Judy, like oh. I said, is consistently banged up every year. So brutal luck there. And that's kind of what brings you to Marvin Mims who, I mean, shoot, maybe this, ghostly curse will hit him next but oh let's knock on wood and hope not because Marvin right. Mims now is going to open the season as a starter for this team and like you said a man coverage beater in college a guy who showed that he could win over the top could win on like slant routes that he could win in contested situations you know he has that like John Brown sort of like I'll just go get that ball deep and, and yep. win in tight coverage I kind of compared him to like a T.Y. Hilton type of player um, I think that's where Russell Wilson can still be a viable starter is throwing the ball over the top. I just don't think he's going to, you know, work well in the intermediate areas. I think there's a chance Russ can get benched at one point this year. Like he's still a huge question mark, but I think mm -hmm. Marvin Mims with all that stuff to combine together, I think there's a chance that he starts the year off as a starter, never lets that job go. And he might be the best receiver on this roster by the end of the year. 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you're talking about getting into that 10th, 11th round. I mean, 11th round, just go ahead again. I, I'm smashing this pick. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not I'm not waiting. I'm not trying to get more value from Marvin Mims. Forget about it. No, like smash that pick. Give me that dude. All right. Uh, give me another guy here outside of the top 50 uh, wide receivers that you think could significantly outperform ADP if everything breaks right. Yeah, this is so boring. Um, and I know people hate this because there is no upside and blah, blah, blah. But I do kind of think if you are, <laughs> if you get outside the top 50 receivers, you know, you're in okay. the 12th round and you're not totally confident in your receiver room, you know, okay. maybe you didn't like hammer the position early and you're looking for somebody that's going to be a bankable, like solid starter. I think Adam Thielen's in a pretty good spot. With oh, um, here's the thing with Thielen. <laughs> you know, you look at like his yards per route run, targets per route run and stuff like that from last year. It doesn't look good. Um, people talk about him like he's cooked. I think I've charted a couple games from, from him. I don't have a full profile up on the site, but, um, just did go back and and chart a few games. He's not, he's definitely not like completely washed. Okay. Like I think he's done as a perimeter wide receiver, but he's not going to be a perimeter wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. We've seen in preseason so far, he's been a like more of a big slot, like a power slot type. And there's not going to be a lot of explosive plays with Thielen, but he could get a lot. I mean, he was getting targeted like crazy in the preseason, of course, because the rest of the receivers are banged up, too. That's another thing here, too, for Thielen. I like right. Mingo as a back half of the year guy. I'm a big Jonathan Mingo fan, but I think Thielen's going to start the season pretty hot because it, we just can't discount this enough. Think about guys like Larry Fitzgerald, who like started to show declines as a perimeter player and then moved into the slot. And I think Thielen yeah. is that guy for this year. And and so is so by the way, so is Allen Robinson in Pittsburgh, but he's competing with two you know, right. Ascendant young players. And, and for Carolina, I mean, I don't think their offense is going to be very good, but I think they're going to throw a lot to Adam Thielen to start the season. Well, I think they're going to have to, uh, if they want to stay competitive here, um, I'll give you one. Um, and then we'll, we'll get the hell out of here. But I think Van Jefferson right now is the forgotten man, um, in Los Angeles. If Matt Stafford and all the reports are that Matt Stafford's health is, is really good. Um, no lingering issues from from the health effects from last year. Cooper Cup, um, you know, hopefully is right. But who's the next guy outside of Cooper Cup there in Los Angeles? And again, it's not as if Sean McVay's not there, right? Yeah. Sean McVay's going to cook up some things. Um, and similar to what we've seen with Andy Reid, I know there's been a little, just a little tiny little bit of buzz following, you know, Puka Nakua. But I feel the same way about rookies in a Sean McVay system too. Is that they take there's a quite a bit of ramp up time. Van Jefferson now has been on the team for ages. Like he knows he should know this playbook back and forth. Um, and then when we're talking about you know potentially seeing air yards, Van Jefferson's right there. This is a guy that um, and Matt, maybe you can clarify some of these numbers for, here for us. But I just think he's got some real traits. Um, that will allow him to play flanker and again at times in the slot too. Yeah, I think he look go back at his last 
tw- his last season, 2021, like his fully healthy season for the LA Rams. Um, 59.1% success rate versus man. A um, lot of success on posts, nines, corners, deep out routes. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say he's the most consistent player, uh, but I think he's a pretty solid route runner and he can play that X receiver position. Um, yep. You know, when he was, when he, in this, most of this 2021 season, uh, he was playing in that X receiver role until Odell Beckham got there because that was like kind of his natural position was to be that X right. in this offense. But um, yeah, I, I really like Van Jefferson. I mean, and Van Jefferson, by the way, ADP, wide receiver 79. Uh, yeah, he's going to outkick that for sure. I think Van Jefferson is an underrated player overall and somebody that should be uh, getting drafted more towards the back half of fantasy drafts. Um, as a matter of fact, from his 2021 profile, uh, a lot of green on his charts, man. You know, corner nine post, again, all above the NFL average. Uh, again, a, a ha, has shown a proclivity to be a good down-the-field threat. He's playing with a, uh, um, a good quarterback. I'm not going to say a great quarterback, but a good quarterback in Matt Stafford. And he's playing with a great offensive-minded head coach, just straight-up great mm-hmm. in Sean McVay. There's a lot of things here. There's a lot of ingredients in that pot uh, that will allow Van Jefferson, if he stays healthy... There's a lot to like about the Van yeah. Jefferson profile, Matt. There really is. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he should lead the list of like forgotten wide receivers at this point. Um, I think yeah. he's got, I, I was just gonna, he's got a great opportunity ahead of him too to 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 really show. You know, Al Robinson gone, Robert Woods gone, uh, Odell yeah. Beckham obviously long gone. You know, it's it's pretty much his. Cooper Cup obviously is going to do his thing from the slot and as a flanker, but perimeter receivers he's got even Puka Nakua, who I like. He's probably more of a flanker slot. So I think Jefferson's right. going to have a big role here in this offense. All right. I love it. Uh, our show is running long. We normally get to, um, you know, the option route at this point in the show, but I think the show's a little too long. I'll tell you what, we're going to bring it back next week, guys. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll hit the option route there. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, we got to get out of here because the show is running just a little bit long. Uh, if you want to find some of the work, maybe you don't know where the, all the stats that we're talking about come from success rate versus man zone coverage, you know, over the top nine routes, all those things receptionperception.com. Uh, we added quarterback charting, tremendous value for free this year. Uh, we didn't raise prices at all, but if you want to go check out the site, that'd be great. Receptionperception.com. And if you're staying with us this long, God bless you. Uh, like and subscribe uh, and rate the show as well wherever you get your podcast. All right, that's it for us. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. And remember, you're never too old. It's never too late to chase your dreams. All right, we'll see you. Peace. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 